Hi, everyone. I'm Alicia Halliday, and this is the Autism Science Foundation Weekly Podcast. So when exactly can autism be diagnosed? Now, despite the very best efforts, the age of diagnosis in the United States is still around four years of age. It's thought to be able to be diagnosed by two years of age, and that's true. If you have a diagnosis at two years of age, that diagnosis sticks through childhood and adulthood. There might be some exceptions, but those who are diagnosed early keep their diagnoses. But then why can't it be diagnosed before four years of age? I mean, sometimes it is, but the average age of diagnosis is still four. Don't get me wrong. Four is better than, say, 10, which is where it used to be. But could it be even lower than four? Data from the CDC show that it can. We're just not diagnosing African-American and Hispanic children as early as white children. Now this week, data from Denmark is showing two things. Autism diagnosis continues past two to four years of age. Kids may be missed or may not show all the symptoms or frankly not be debilitated enough until school age. Diana Shandell at Our House University in Denmark and her colleagues took diagnosis data in that country longitudinally. That means they took kids with autism in two-year blocks of time from 1980 to 2012 and divided them up. So say 1980 to 1982, 1983 to 1985, 1985 to 1987. Hopefully you're getting the point here. They looked at the number of people in each of those two-year periods and when they were diagnosed. So those born in 1980 to 1982, how many of them were diagnosed at two years, four years, eight years, 10 years, 16, 18, all the way out to 22 years of age? They found that in the older cohorts, meaning those 19, 1982 to maybe 1987, more kids were getting identified as they got older, and the prevalence of autism jumped significantly to basically nothing when they were two to 2.8% when they were 16 years of age. Now, think about it. In 1982, when they were two, early identification efforts were, let's say, not as robust as they are now. So they ended up having to wait to get a diagnosis until they were older, and this makes sense, right? It matches up with the changes in diagnostic criteria as well. What's also kind of good news is that you can see the prevalence shift across ages when earlier diagnosis and awareness efforts were really pushed. So yes, things are getting better. The average age of diagnosis is getting lower. Of course, it's not perfect, but it's getting better. It's getting there. It's important for people with autism to understand their autism as early as possible. It helps their families advocate for them and for them to understand themselves. So earlier diagnosis and better diagnosis is a good thing. Now, two things you should know. 2.8% is a very high number. What it could potentially mean is in the U.S., if we tracked those Adam kids who were those first Adam cohort that were born years and years ago and studied at age eight, maybe those prevalence numbers were changed if they were monitored again at age 16. As it so happens, the CDC is doing this. Matt Maynard, a previous ASF fellow, is leading this effort. He's going to be following kids diagnosed at age 8 or not diagnosed at age 8 and track them to find out what their status was many years later. And second, this is not to say that this is the entire reason why the prevalence of autism has gone up, that all the kids were just missed by 8 years of age. Not at all. 
And the jury is still out in the U.S. where the diagnostic practices in general, not the guidelines, but the actual healthcare practices are different than Denmark. It does point to that what we all knew before, that there is a bunch of adults out there with autism that don't have enough services, and we may have missed them in childhood. This last part isn't something out of the study. It's something that we just know in general. So another study this week from a completely different group helps to at least explain what is going on in those missed cases. How could these kids get missed? Well, missed is probably the wrong word when you talk about the baby siblings research design, where infant siblings who have a 15 times greater probability of being diagnosed with autism are followed from as early as months of age all the way to three years. They get constant evaluations. They're in research studies. They have coordinators checking on them all the time. Their parents are very much aware of the early signs and symptoms. If lack of access is the reason for a misdiagnosis, you kind of eliminate it here in the Baby Siblings Research Consortium design. In a previous study, Sally Ozanoff said that while diagnoses at two years were stable, which we know now they are again, there was a group that was not diagnosed at two years but they were at three years. So what gives? Why not? Why couldn't they be diagnosed at two years? In a new collaborative study, which included two other infant sibling sites in the UK and Canada, they had amassed a group of kids who fell into this category. 14 of them had been studied. They had not received a diagnosis at two, but they had received a diagnosis by five years old. It's not that not having an expert trained clinician is an excuse. And not having access to world-class facilities is not an excuse here either. These were kids that were enrolled in longitudinal, intense, prospective studies with top-notch doctors and really on top of it, study coordinators. Awareness and access is not an issue here. So what was it? Why were some of these kids not diagnosed until five years of age? It turns out in these 14 kids that in these two-year-olds, their diagnostic scores were sub-threshold, meaning they showed signs of autism but didn't quite make the point where it would be considered a diagnosis. Somewhere between two and five years of age, symptoms began to get worse and there was more evidence of a disability. Most all of the kids who ended up with an autism diagnosis that were not diagnosed at age two were in the group where there was an older sibling diagnosed with autism but there was one that had no siblings with autism in the family. Now, this suggests some genetic predisposition. The message of these papers is that you cannot wait forever to get an autism diagnosis, and you shouldn't be monitoring everyone for their entire lives for autism. But there may be some kids who show challenges early on that need further attention through school age. I would say this even if the issue wasn't autism. Let me give you an example. My husband's family has a strong history of type 1 juvenile onset diabetes. Kids on his side of the family have been diagnosed as young as ages 5. Does that mean I'm not concerned about my kids even though they're age 8? No. There is no time not to worry about this. So if you have a risk of autism in your family and you have concerns about your toddler but the doctor doesn't say quote-unquote autism, don't breathe a sigh of relief just yet. You are concerned and your concerns are valid. Keep watching and keep helping. These diagnostic practices are catching up and we will be catching kids as early as we can, as soon as we can. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week.